it is a weird year because I think, you know, it is a bridge. I mean, I it, you come back from SEC media days and you talk to, you know, um, guys like Cam Stutz and Luke Deal and Elijah McAllister, and when those guys are talking about recruiting and those guys are talking about the future, like that kind of shows you where the mindset of this team was. And it's pretty selfless, but it's also like a lot of dynasties, capital D dynasties, and a lot of just consistently good programs over the years you know, you can point back to that first year where they say, okay, these guys might not have been around to reap the full benefits of what was going on, but they helped laid the foundation. And like, there's a lot of that on this team because this team is pretty old. But like you said, Dan, like there are a number of guys on both sides of the ball that you would expect to be back at Auburn next year. And coming off that off week, um, it could be a good time for those guys to step up and and help kind of build that along with dudes like, uh, Jalen Simpson and um, you know a lot of these others uh, that you know Simpson Puckett um, some of these transfers that you know this is going to be the end for them. I do wonder in the you know in the question of where where could progress come from this year? Like where do you think? What do you think might be different coming out of the bye week? Do you think there are players we haven't seen that we could see more of? Do you think there's any philosophy? changes in there i know i know hugh free sort of bristled at the idea that that the game plan had changed all that much after the bye week on monday might might have been the question itself i i don't know but but the uh you know i i do wonder like at receiver caleb burton's really the only scholarship player we haven't seen get some run with the ones i guess they could try caleb burton i've i've tossed on the radio show maybe maybe rivaldo plays more receiver than tight end and you try other you, tight ends you could see more camden brown you could see guys like that probably uh but yeah i mean they've tried a lot of different dudes out there for sure i think progress though dan like if you're talking big picture like for auburn it's coming out of this off week like can you do anything on offense put a proof of concept out there uh that you know gets people excited for the future and say okay well m- well maybe when auburn has more depth and quality depth at that and talent like they can put up like let's go go to the point brian kelly saying in his press conference this week yeah auburn probably be throwing the ball more if they had malik neighbors uh and uh the the thomas kid that i'm blanking on his first name off the time brian thomas um yeah that's that's right you know and and that was the thing like heading into the season i think for auburn it was kind of like you know you would have you would have doubts about this wide receiver room because there wasn't a ton of production coming back. Javarius Johnson, the guy who has brought back most of your production, and Coy Moore for that matter, have been banged up, have had injuries. They have not been 100% this year. And a lot of people are like, okay, can Auburn get this going with group of five and, and, and an FCS receiver to this point? No. To this point also, you have not gotten the production out of your quarterback and Peyton Thorne that you – thought you were getting and as i wrote on monday or sorry tuesday like it is completely valid for any auburn fan to be sitting right here right now and saying whoa this passing attack should be better than what it is like even with the talent level not being at AM or georgia or lsu's level you know go back to go back to freeze's first year at old miss he got a good passing game from nothing uh you know like the year before they had not done anything at Ole Miss through the air and had him clicking pretty well his first season. Same goes for Philip Montgomery when he took over at Tulsa. Like, 
it was reasonable to, to expect this group to be better. Now, have they played really tough defenses? Yes. Um, are they going to play a really tough de- defense this week? No, not really. <laughs> if, if recent results are to be believed, and I guess to get into the preview part of this of this podcast, guys, like that is, I mean, are y'all as stunned as I am that LSU, DBU, a place where you have expected awesome pass defenses to come to just be there every year? They're this bad at defending the pass. Now they held Mississippi State in check a few weeks ago, but since then, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Missouri last week. They've won, they've won two of these games because their offense is awesome, and we'll definitely talk about that. But, my goodness, LSU has given up a lot through the air. This defense is this defense is one of the worst in the country so far this year. And, A, that is sh- shocking to see. And, B, it's a sign for Auburn that coming off the off week, it's like, hey, this is a time to show some signs of life here um, because some other teams have done it as well. It's not like Arkansas is lighting the world on fire on offense. But they've managed to put put up numbers in, in Tiger Stadium. You got to do the same thing if you're Auburn here. Maybe not 300 yards, but show some progress for sure. It, it is worth pointing out LSU largely shut down Mississippi State in sure. Starkville. I think I think State only got to about 200 yards. But the in last that game. three weeks, well, and and I believe now four games this year where LSU's opponent has broken 30 points because there's also the Florida State game. Yeah. in the opener, so they've had four teams. I mean, we're we're coming up on the middle of October and four teams have scored 30 plus points on a team that would indicate some defensive struggles. Now, Florida state, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Missouri have all scored on other people too. Arkansas is maybe Arkansas the, most, as much. Arkansas yeah. is the one that is maybe the anomaly in there. I feel sure. like they are a roller coaster going down Ooh. right now. That's the feeling. I, now maybe they'll, and go it's not and just, Alabama. and it's not just because Danny knows has responded to emails. No, and 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 here's what's discouraging. There, now, I know this isn't the Arkansas show, but if you're if you're trending down with KJ and Rocket Sanders leaving after this and, year, and like, you're not historically a good recruiter, like as a and program, te- and Texas and Oklahoma are coming into the league, right. and like I I don't know, like right now it feels I, like like more than ever, like they could be what Kentucky used to be. I do want to say this. Do want to say this, uh, Painter, because this is a question right up your alley. If you angrily email an offensive coordinator or a coach of a team you like and you get a response to it, what is your reaction to actually Thrilled. from the from the dot edu email? <laughs> Thrilled. First off, what are you doing? Why are you talking to me? I know I don't know anything. You shouldn't be worrying about me. Why'd you open All the right. email? Why did he even open the email from, from yeah, the, from I mean, the random? You, just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you lose the minute you respond. I, I can't believe he would even check that email because here's the thing. You just have to have it as a, as a university employee, right. but it doesn't mean you have to use it. <laughs> Justin, like, you, like, you know, use that like to accept a contract and that's it. <laughs> you, you know how hard it is to ignore the comment section. Like even if you, even oh, if you sure, want to, sure. even for I'm offensive coordinators. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I think I am. I, I have guardrails in place though. I've so had things have made I've it had, a little bit easier. I've had some insults thrown at me in comment sections and uh, message really? board, message board. Yeah, a couple. I mean, I think for the most part, I stay out of things. There was the guy who said I, I was. I just, was wanted, I just want Troy women's basketball fan to be like, this guy sucks. No, they, they've welcomed me with open arms. Yeah, I think they should, as they should. Yeah, I think the, the hardliners who think I ruined the drive, uh, you know, they're, they're the. Uh, <laughs> 
They're the well, they got to get over that. Yeah, I know. It's been a couple of years now. There was a guy who said I was. I mean, the athlete. Thursday shows are terrible, but that's not that has nothing to do with you. There, there was a guy I would I forget which board it was. I think it was I think it was Brian's who said I was as athletic as a peanut M&M, which which I, I that's thought was, pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, it's pretty so good. I was like, back, I was way you back see, in the day. you see one. You're like, ah, can't contest that. Nope. Yeah, yep. well played. Sometimes stole, they just they're I've out stole, there making good points. I've stolen it and used it in other in other contexts. So that the jokes on that guy. Also, I just want to say while we're talking about LSU's staunch defense, I'm not saying that they're that Brian Kelly is about to make Pete Jenkins the defensive coordinator anytime soon. But if y'all brought on someone to the show who occasionally chimed in and was also editing the podcast, I would be nervous. Yeah, it would be like uh, it would be like if we brought Bill Cameron on and just said, "All right, Painter, you don't really have to do anything, but we're gonna get this, you know, fifty-year legend of the business to, to come in, and, which is what Pete Jenkins is." I would be the one in. Let's be clear, I'd be the one in big trouble if you guys brought Bill Cameron in. All right, I'd be the one who'd be getting nudged. What if Bill suddenly had a huge passion for editing podcasts? Oh man, yeah, that's no, a good point. We got to find somebody who actually can edit a podcast because I so, can't. So the the LSU defense, I mean, maybe they'll make a change at mid-year. Brian Kelly, you know, pr- probably I don't I don't know how much goodwill he has to burn if this season like takes a turn. Uh, but at the same time, like they're LSU's, winning though. That's yeah, the other thing. They're, they're winning. Yeah. They're winning, and we've gone, you know, 21 minutes or so, and we haven't really talked too much about Jaden Daniels. Who Yeah, I was gonna get I was gonna get to the offense, but like yeah, real quickly, like, the defense. Yeah, the defense here for like this is an opportunity. Like if you're Auburn, Freeze talked about how much they self-scouted, how much they feel like we got to figure out like what works and what doesn't work. You know, keep it in the game plan, coach the stuff that we feel like we can run better, throw out the stuff that we're not talented enough for, which I think is a pretty honest and and you know valid statement at this point in the year. And then build off of that. But like I'm not saying again, you don't you don't have to throw for 300 on them, but like Move the ball. Move the ball through the air on them. Because if you don't, if you don't, 